Welcome back to another episode of Easy Does It. I'm your host, Ethan Wise. With Zach Barton. And when we discuss everyone's favorite topics from sports, lifestyle, entertainment, and more, you're in for a good show. The NFL Divisional Round has just wrapped up and there is a lot to be discussed. We are going to be covering the Rams-Saints game as well as the Patriots-Chiefs and a little bit of the Pro Bowl. So let's get right into it. Let's address the elephant in the room, the missed call against the Saints. Clearly, it was pass interference or a hit to the head or something that would have changed the course of the game. You could also argue unnecessary roughness, targeting a defenseless receiver. I personally don't think the NFL will take any action because it's very rare that these certain rules, such as the commissioner having the power to change the game, they very rarely come into play. After the game, Michael Thomas tweeted out the rule that states the commissioner can change the course of the game or reschedule due to a missed call. You'll, I don't think you'll see this happen because the game's really over and the Saints really did blow a 13 nothing lead going into halftime. Sean Payton was also very upset, claiming that the team would never be the same in the locker room after this call. And part of me wants to agree with him because obviously a bad call brings many what-if questions. You know, what if the call was made? What if the Saints got a first down? What if the Saints ended up winning the game? What if they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl? But you also have to think the what-ifs that actually happened. What if the Saints didn't blow a 13-point lead? What if Todd Gurley was having a good day and wasn't held to just 10 all-purpose yards? I think those questions are equally as important, if not more important, than thinking about what could have happened if the call was made. Also, along with C.J. Anderson only having 50 yards all-purpose from... I think C.J. Anderson's really surprising people, though, because after coming off a very underwhelming season last year with the Broncos... He has really came out of nowhere, you know, wasn't really hurt of most of the season until Gurley got hurt. C.J. Anderson stepped up, had a monster game, and has been a huge uh, impact player in the playoffs, helping them win big games. Also, after the game, the player who made the hit on Saints receiver, Nikel Roby Coleman, tweeted out saying... It was pass interference. He openly came out and said that he was, he basically... Yeah, it's coming from him, so like, he even knows where he went wrong. I think that's important, too. Other things that happened in that game, Jared Goff, has he finally proven himself? Uh, Goff is somehow, in a way, underrated. After being the number one overall pick and being on one of the best offensive powerhouse teams in the league... He still really isn't mentioned when you talk about top five passers in the league. I think most people's top five is something like Mahomes, Brady, Roethlisberger led the league in passing yards, but you don't really hear Goff's name too much. I have to disagree with you. Really? Because think about his receiving core. Think about what help he has with the running backs and who he can pass to. He has Josh Reynolds. Um... Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. He has, he has threats like Mahomes has. Tyreek is basically the same as Brandon Cooks. They're both very fast receivers. Both deep threats. See, that's how I 
I had the same view prior to this game because I was thinking, oh, how can you be bad with the Rams? How can you be bad with the best running back in the league, one of the fastest wide receivers in the league? But after he kept his composure and led the Rams back into that game, it makes me think, you know, this guy's got good leadership skills. I think he could lead really any team and really turn them around. He does have a lot of help on defense, though. That True. offensive line, that defensive line is with Aaron Donald and Nadamakin Sue, and yeah. Michael Brocker is really steps up and shuts down the running of other offenses. On the other hand, Saints defense only had one sack in the whole game after, after having forty nine on the season, led by Cam Jordan with twelve. Who had who was the one with the one and only sack of the game? Although pressuring the quarterback is important, but I think what's even more important is that they really focused on the run game. Holding Gurley pretty much took him out of the game. Actually, C.J. Anderson got most of the snaps. Gurley ten all-purpose yards, as we said, and I think that's crucial in you know trying to find the Rams' weaknesses because you look at them, you think. One of the best defensive players in the league, you know. If uh, not the best. Yeah, if not the best. One of the best offensive players, Gurley. And I think shutting down Gurley is something that the Patriots can take note of because the Saints almost did win that game. And I think had things gone their way and they did win that game, they would have gotten a lot of credit for being one of the only teams to shut down Gurley. And it would have worked out for them had it not been for the choke and... The overtime fiasco. This does bring up overtime. Do you think the rules should change in overtime? Because it really does end up in the hands of a coin flip with two high-powered offenses. I personally do not believe that. Football is a two-way sport, both offense and defense. You have trust in your defense that you can keep the other team from scoring so you can win. It's simple. And I quote from Twitter user Corey Hooks, who was also quoted by the Washington Post, quote, the old saying is defense wins championships. I get it when it's just a field goal, but they let them march down the field and score, you deserve to lose, end quote. I have to agree with him. Like, you can't say, oh, you lost because of a coin flip. No, you lost because your defense didn't play well, and it just so happened that your defense was on the field it, first. It just really puts a high-powered offense of the Rams with Gurley, with Anderson, with Reynolds, with Cooks, with Goff. The Rams, the Rams lost the coin toss. The Saints had the ball first, and the Rams' defense held up, and I think they should get credit for that. But they blew the call. I mean, that, that does come up into play, but still, the Rams lost the toss, still won the game. I don't care who you are. The Saints would have won the game if they got that call right. They would, would have. have ended That's... on the one-yard line with one of the best goal-line rushers ever in Mark Ingram, pulling his way into the end zone There's for the win. No doubt in my Saints mind that they would have. Super Bowl. No, no doubt in my mind they would have won that game had they gotten the call. But it didn't work out like that. They didn't get the call. The Rams marched down the field, forced in overtime. And in overtime, the Rams performed. They came alive after that. You know, once, I don't know. It's very unfair because the Saints can only win in the first half if they score a touchdown. They cannot kick a field goal. But the Rams can get the ball back and kick a field goal for the win 
and have no, they do not have a score, have to score a touchdown. Do you think the rules should change? I don't think the rules would change, but if they had to, if the teams, if the overtime rules had to change, I would be in favor of the college rules where you just start at the forty and just keep going. I don't know if the players would be in favor of that because that is a lot of extra football, but definitely as a fan, I think that would be more engaging knowing that a coin toss wouldn't decide your team's future, as most people are saying. But I think it's just more action-packed. You know, it's just constant going for the score, going for the field goal. Like, But everything. along with in college, if the team scores on the first drive, they win. So I thought they changed it. No. They're not. So if you I score like the on the first drive, then I think they it should end up both team gets offense, both team gets defense and you can really see both sides of the ball. All right, so let's talk Pats, the moment we've all been waiting for. We referring to us Patriots fans. Tom Brady's going to his third Super Bowl in a row, ninth Super Bowl total, which is more than any other franchise, and could tie the entire Steelers franchise for the most rings. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have built one of, if not the greatest dynasty in sports history. In my opinion, anyone who does not have Brady first on their greatest of all time list is delusional. Brady did walk into the locker room. I am the baddest on the planet. That's that, confidence. That's that, confidence. I love it. That really led, had Boston sports fans rally. Yeah, and the, Brady backed it up. He led all quarterbacks in the in yards in the divisional round with 348. Sean Michel, last two games, 242 yards on 53 calories for five touchdowns. As a rookie. Very impressive. You know, not a lot of rookies can step up in the playoffs like he did. Other important things that should be noted is Tyreek Hill being shut down in the playoffs. In week six, Hill had seven catches for 142 yards and three touchdowns, while in the playoffs only had one catch for 42 yards. Then again, week six was a much different matchup because the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt, obviously, was a huge impact player, and the Patriots had Josh Gordon. However, you could argue that the Patriots' last four games have been some of the best of their season, despite the absence of Josh Gordon. I think Gordon did make a great addition to the Patriots team, but there was a lot of attitude in... Yeah, he's definitely brought a lot of baggage with him, as we know, his problems with the Browns and his struggle with addiction. And I think it's for the best that he takes some time off and... Do you think Josh Gordon will ever return to the NFL? I think Josh Gordon's last game was played this year for the Patriots. He will end his career with New England due to his mental health and struggle with addiction. I think his career will be over. So back to the old lineups. How do you think this game would have played out differently had it been the same lineups? Had the Chiefs side Kareem Hunt? I think Kareem Hunt being the best running back in the league this year. In the league? Through my opinion, best running back in the league. That's false. Better than Gurley. Better than Philip Lindsay. Wow. Strong statement. Would have single-handedly helped the Chiefs to the Super Bowl this year. Honestly, I think Damian Williams 
has really proven himself as a backup, and he actually was a key player in the playoffs. He had, let's see, 66 yards receiving, but two touchdowns, and then one rushing touchdown in 30 yards. He pretty much was the Chiefs' offense that game. Had it been Kareem Hunt, he probably would have done something similar, but I don't think he would have changed it drastically. I don't think he could have single-handedly beat the Patriots. I think Kareem Hunt, he's a he's a big play guy. He he changes the energy in the game. Arrowhead being one of the loudest stadiums in in the NFL, he breaks a run that place is erupting and becoming Speaking of Arrowhead, I would like to bring up the uh, the laser pointer that was seen flashing in Tom Brady's eyes. I think, had this been a Patriots fan, this would have been a huge scandal. I think the media would have been all over it. But I think just because it's the Chiefs and just because they lost, people kind of brush up past it. You know, I think it's unfair how Patriots fans are looked at and how the Patriots organization is looked down upon with the league with cheating allegations. The, the whole key word, game. Ethan, is jealousy. Jealousy. He is because they ain't us. They're going to be jealous of our team because despite being considered bad this year and not, not, a, str- not a strong offense and not a strong defense, Tom Brady, once again single-handedly, with the help of his offense and defense, carry the Patriots back to the Super Bowl for the third year in a row. He's just too good. He's too good. Yesterday, in Orlando, Florida, was the 2018 or 2019, I'm not really sure, Pro Bowl. I think 2018, Pro Bowl, it was pretty bad. It like I don't know who would actually go and enjoy it. I mean, pouring the fans, pouring the stadium was empty. I don't I don't even know how much the tickets cost, but either way, I see, they have I to be it, overpriced. I thought it said it was ranging. There's like over like two thousand tickets that no were fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollars. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like two thousand. No, <laughs> so was like, oh, no, like over two thousand tickets for fourteen. Like I wouldn't even waste my time. You know, like. Like, there are people who are like, oh, let's do this weekend. They're like, I'm into the Pro Bowl. I could like, see, like, would, going to, like, would, the skills thing and, like... Yeah, that, that stuff's, that's, like, actually kind of interesting. You know, like, the dodgeball, you know, that's, like, fun stuff. And you can talk, like, the uh, players come up to and talk to people, like... It's, like, honestly, I think flag football would be more interesting because they're basically playing two-hand touch now and just putting on a bunch of pads. It's like, you're trying to make it look like real football, but no one there wants to play real football. Juju Smith-Schuster, out, injured. Yeah, it's like, that's, now everyone's going to talk about that. They're going to be like, oh, he got hurt. We don't want to play in the Pro Bowl. Like, they just need to come up with something better. They should do, like, seven-on-seven, seven, like, high school. like. Yeah, seven-on-seven, like, seven, that would be... Like, you create your own team, and that's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, if they, or if they do, um, like, the NBA does person with the most votes. Yeah, like captains. Yeah, team and captains. And maybe if they actually played football. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no competitiveness. Like, I get it when it's kind of fun, you know, like, switching offense and defense, but, like, that's the lengths that they have to go to to make it for, ad to be, for it to actually be interesting. Did you see uh, Jamal Adams tackle the Patriots? He's, like, in the hospital. That guy's now. in the hospital. <laughs> that's, like, gotta be a crime or something. Yesterday... Yeah. 
the end also, of the, at the end of the day, Pats win the Super Bowl. Jets miss playoffs. So also yesterday, um, the Rams and Patriots head down to Atlanta yesterday. Oh, the rally! Yes, that was legit. Thirty-five thousand people in Gillette yesterday to send them off. More people went to watch Patriots players talk <laughs> than the Pro Bowl. Then watch the best players in the NFL. Well, not really. Not in touch. Not all the best players. Yeah, I think it's a little broken. Like Mitchell Trubisky was a Pro Bowler. He wasn't bad this like, year. He wasn't bad, but like he's pretty Matt damn Ryan, good. Matt Ryan had a good season. If we look up the numbers here. Yeah, but you get, you get, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Trubisky. D Ford going offsides again. <laughs> <laughs> You get them all in the Pro Bowl. All right, this season, Matt Ryan threw for 4,924 yards and 35 touchdowns. And that's not, like, Pro Bowl numbers. I mean, the Pro Bowl doesn't even mean anything. I don't think you really have to be that good. You get, like, a bonus, I'm pretty sure. If you win, though, you have to... You If you win, you get an extra 30 grand. Is that true? Yeah. You see, um... Kamara's... Flea flicker to Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky threw His for stats were 800 less yards and what was only his, 24 what was, touchdowns. What was his passer rating? Um, I'm not sure, but his completion rate was 66. I mean, How about Deshaun Watson to the to Pro Bowl? How about that whole... QB class, 2017, Mahomes, Trubisky, Deshaun Watson. Think about it, Deshaun, like Deshaun said they were bad. Deshaun this year threw for over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns with nine picks, though. Nine picks is a, a good amount. Yeah, but his passer rating was 103, which is pretty very solid, good. Yeah. He's good. I mean, I think he has to live up to the expectations of rookie year, you know? I mean, he was on pace to be probably the best rookie quarterback. Of if all he time. never tore his ACL. Yeah, like, I wonder how much his game really changed. Like, I don't think he could have kept up that pace. Pat Mahomes this year 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 picks, pass rating of 113. MVP stats. Who, who, who is your MVP? My MVP, I mean, I mean this is a little biased, but Tom Brady, kind of like the LeBron of the NFL, he's won so many MVPs that they have to start giving it to other people because it's clear, like, the most valuable player, obviously he didn't put up the best numbers this year, but most valuable, I want Tom Brady. There's no one else I want on my Tom team, Brady's even year, at 40 years old. Tom Brady this year, 4,355 yards, 29 touchdowns, 11 picks, and a passer rating of 97. Isn't I mean, Mahomes, like, I think people look at the numbers more, and that's why it comes down to Breeze and Mahomes. But then again, like, Breeze has Michael Thomas, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and he plays half his games inside. So he definitely has. And he has the another. He has another weapon at quarterback, and he has a good backup quarterback in Hill true, true. that he can. 
he can go split out as a wide receiver and he'll can just Yeah, he's a very personal player. And then you look at Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sandy Watkins, who somehow is good after being terrible on the Bills. You can't bounced around and ended up on the number one seed in the AFC. I also gotta say, um they did have Kareem Hunt, who yeah, was Kareem Hunt until very he good. Decided to become a kicker, but um, yeah. <laughs> so he definitely had more weapons, but MVP. Who's your offensive think, rookie of the year? Well, let's keep it MVP for a second. I think. I thought you were pretty clear with Brady as your MVP. Well, no, I think that's who. That's who it should be, but it definitely won't be. I think they're gonna go with Mahomes. You know, fan favorite, flashy, the no-look passes. Those are I do have cool. to agree with Mahomes. I think Mahomes will win. But I think I think Brady should win, but I think Breeze should be over Mahomes too, though. Yeah, Breeze is going to be tough to beat. I mean, he shows up in big games. You know, the Rams were undefeated. They looked unstoppable until Breeze. They were actually, like, killing him in the first half, and then And then they blew the game. Closer. But, yeah. <laughs> Seems familiar. Second second time they've blown the lead against the Rams. But now who's your offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year, obviously it comes down to Saquon and Baker. I think someone who would have been in the mix if they did not get hurt would be Philip Lindsay. Yeah, he was definitely... He, he put up numbers, but I think Saquon, 2,000 all-purpose yards. The third to ever do it. Yeah, third to ever do it. I mean, he's set a lot of records... So you'd think, like, raw talent-wise, Barkley. Bakes But good, then though. you look at... Bakes good. You look at the Browns, and you think, okay, 0-16. And then almost made the playoffs. They really if did a few things went right, if they didn't tie the first game, if they didn't have a field goal blocked, it was little things that really... They could have been a playoff team after not winning a game. I think... The defensive rookie of the year is not questionable with Darius Leonard from the Colts. Yeah, he's leading all tacklers. He's a beast. Um, yeah, so he's definitely, no doubt in my mind, anyone else gets it. But offensive player of the year, I think Baker, I'm a huge Baker fan, but I can see how other people would think, oh, it's not him who single-handedly turned the team around. You Jarvis know, they, Landry. They did David make a lot Njoku. of moves. New coach. So it's hard to see who really turned the Browns around, but it definitely quarterback is very important. Who would you build a franchise around? Baker or Barkley? Baker or Barkley. I think it definitely starts with a quarterback. Because, you know, like a good quarterback right out of the draft is very rare. I mean, even Brady sat behind... Bledsoe, Breeze was on the Chargers, didn't shine until he got to the Saints. So I think seeing Baker come right out of the draft, woke up feeling dangerous, as you once said, I'd build the team around him. Because look look at how they did. Do you think in... The Giants had Saquon and had a terrible season. If they did not have... Baker and did much better. Eli Manning at quarterback. They need to get rid of him bad. Would they have a winning season? I mean, it depends who they have instead. 
Because their their defense really wasn't that good this year either. But um, I think they're definitely gonna have to take a quarterback in the drafts. I think a lot of people said they made Eli a mistake Manning taking Saquon. Eli Manning only threw for twenty one touchdowns this year. Yeah, he's not good. I mean, he has Odell. He has, he has weapons. He has Ingram. Was pre- he's pretty good. I mean, he was hurt, but like, all right, which which quarterback would you put on the Giants? Say you move Turbitsky to the Giants, do they have a winning season? That's tough. I think Turbitsky's got good arm strength, good accuracy. Yeah, I mean, I think it would take a while. Say. Just magically, they traded him, and Giants had Trubisky. I think the first year, I think they struggled a little bit, get a good draft pick, maybe get another position player. And, um, I mean, a, what's it called? It's a new offensive weapon. I think they do – I think the worst they do is 6-10. and ten. Yeah. I think the best they do – Nine and seven, if they had someone like Trubisky. Now, if you put like Breeze or like Mahomes on that team, I think they're obviously those quarterbacks can lead the team. They can definitely turn them around. But that's my thoughts. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Zach. I'm Ethan. And remember, easy does it, and have a good weekend.